0: Hey everybody! Welcome to our brand new podcast here on health, and uh, we're going to be focusing on diet and exercise. And so we have for our title,
1: Foundations of Health. All right. <laughs> uh,
0: my name is Troy.
1: My name is Emily.
0: And uh, we had we're bringing a lot of experience to to the table. I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Em- Emily here is well. First of all. I keep saying, I've called you nutritionist many times, and there's a big difference <laughs> right. between nutritionist and what you are, which is... Yes,
1: I am a registered dietitian, so yep. yeah, that means I have a degree, in yeah. um, I have my bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics. I did um, 1,200 supervised practice hours in various nutrition fields of clinical and community nutrition and food service nutrition. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a lot of, of course, continuing education that we have to do every year to maintain our licensure and our registration and all of that good stuff. So, yeah. And and I'll say just as someone who works with Emily,
0: she doesn't just stop at at that. I know you explore, this is your passion. This isn't your job. This is your passion. So you explore a lot deeper than just what you need to, to get those continuing education credits.
1: Yes, definitely. I also, um, have my certified health coach certification. So I, um, have learned a little bit about like the exercise side of things Mm -hmm. and just, yeah, I definitely love just overall wellness in general, not necessarily just nutrition. So
0: (laughs) yeah. And uh, I'll say we're, we're recording this you know, we both work at the Executive Health and Sports Center yes. in Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Although this is not an endorsed podcast from them, we're doing this on our own.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but
0: we'll bring it up a lot because it, it is a great club.
1: Yes, for sure. I love
0: working out there. We work together on a 90-day program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not just a registered dietitian, you're the head dietitian here.
1: Yep, Yeah. I'm the wellness director here, so I oversee all of those programs. they are great programs if you're looking to get a well-rounded kind of experience and introduction into nutrition and fitness and kind of healthy habit formation and behavior motivation. Yeah. I,
0: I love being part of that. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. You do such a great job. Thank yeah. you. I Tell appreciate that. Tell us a little bit about your background too. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> well, I've been doing this uh, a long time as well. I'm, I've been doing this, uh, let's see, I think I figure about 33 years now, but originally I was training, I was training combat athletes, you know, martial artists. Mm -hmm. I worked into, you know, wrestlers and boxers and mixed martial artists even as the flavors changed over the years. Yes. And uh, the last 12 or so years, I've been training people who aren't trying to hurt each other. So (laughs) that's a lot of fun. I'm going to go ahead. I have to say this. My favorite combat athlete I trained was my daughter. Mm. My oldest daughter was one of the top female wrestlers in the country for years. She Mm. was a powerhouse. She was... Very
1: impressive. Yeah, (laughs) she
0: was fantastic. She worked hard. Yeah. I get to see what it takes to that's be at awesome. that level. She definitely had an intense focus on being the best out there. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it was very cool training training with her. And of course, then after having her, you know, being two time state champ against the guys, a lot of the guys are like, "All right, why is this young lady out <laughs> muscling me?" <laughs> right. So I, yeah, I wound up getting a lot of athletes. Yeah, that's that awesome. Field. Yeah, so it was a lot cool. of fun. Two of my daughters are also like high level swimmers too, so I get yeah. to work with a lot of swimmers.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: So that's that's been fun, and I really enjoy working with the general population. It's different goals, obviously, but a lot of similarities in the workouts. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, and uh, today is going to be very Emily-focused because episode one right here, we have...
1: Yeah, we're going to be talking about the fundamentals of diet today. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's hard to kind of... Pair this down into just some, a few bullet points for sure this is
0: gonna be a tough one not to digress on because you're gonna find stuff that okay because i'm gonna go ahead and ask you uh, a, a question later on in the episode <laughs> it's gonna be pretty much impossible to answer but i'm sure emily is gonna nail this down and yeah, like what should i eat what should <laughs> i what should, general question how to respond to what's my diet which i know the proper response is Well, it depends. Everyone's different. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go ahead and throw that out there. I'll do my best. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll let you get started, Emily.
1: Yeah. Okay. So fundamentals of diet, obviously, like we just said, everybody is a little bit different and everybody has their own personal needs, um, depending on, you know, how old you are, how much muscle mass you have, uh, how active you are, you know, all that kind of stuff, but You know, that being said, I think there are a few fundamentals that I do tend to go over with my clients. I generally tend to teach my clients to eat in like a low glycemic eating pattern and something that I always dive into, of course, before even getting into low glycemic eating is what does your eating pattern look like? And what does low glycemic even mean? Yes. So yeah, low glycemic eating means basically eating in a way to control your blood sugars throughout the day so that you're kind of even keeled and you don't have peaks and valleys. You're you're avoiding
0: glucose spikes. Yes,
1: exactly. So blood sugar has a lot to do with your energy levels throughout the day. It can have a lot to do with cravings that we might be having throughout the day. You know, if you tend to have like a mid afternoon crash every Mm -hmm. single day in your energy levels, it is maybe likely related to a blood yeah. sugar crash that you might be experiencing depending on how much you've eaten you know what that balance looks like at your meals What I mean by balance is just kind of making sure that you have all the basic components. Uh, You want to have like a healthy, fibrous carbohydrate at each of your meals. You want to have a quality protein source at each meal. You want to have your healthy fat at each meal. So those Mm -hmm. are the three things that kind of come together to help to balance out your blood sugar. And what I mean by like fibrous carbohydrate, so carbohydrates have such a like they're, they're so broad. There's a lot of different types of carbohydrates and they have a really bad reputation right now mm-hmm. because like, because I think it is such a wide net, uh, you know, like Cheez-Its and like potato chips are carbohydrates, but so are sweet potatoes and yeah. apples. So it's, you know, it's about choosing the right types. You know, everybody needs different amounts, but most of us do need carbohydrates in some capacity as they are really our energy (laughs) for getting through the day, but it's just about how much and how frequently the other piece to the low glycemic eating is like avoiding going too long between meals because, you know, even if you have a very balanced breakfast, if you go six, seven hours until your next meal, you can still be experiencing a blood sugar crash. So, you know, staying ahead of that, staying almost like ahead of your hunger levels, not to the point where you're like always feeling full, but to the point of you're not letting yourself get starving. So you eat when you're starting to feel hungry, not when you're ready to devour an entire bag of yeah, potato chips.
0: Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about that before. You you've you've mentioned how yeah, if you get too hungry then now you're yeah. going to start making bad choices.
1: Of course, that's when your blood sugar is plummeting, so y- your so. body is craving something that's going to bring your blood sugar up quickly, which would be, you know, it could be sweets, it could be crackers, potato chips, you know, everybody's yeah. actual specific cravings might differ a little bit, but the point is it's not going to be something super healthy yeah. <laughs> and wholesome. Yeah. Um so kind of eating to stay ahead of that. So I would say every, you know, three or four hours, or if you look at your, you know, your basic meals, if you have a large gap between any of them, I would put just a healthy balanced snack yeah. in there and So you know, what, are,
0: what are you looking for in the morning to start your day off with? Okay, I'm gonna get my blood sugar balance. What how what's that first meal gonna look like? So well,
1: you definitely want some like good quality protein there because basically like carbohydrates will drive your blood sugar to elevate, but okay. our bodies process them fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Protein and fat are broken down, metabolized more slowly, so it kind of almost blunts that it gives it a more steady impact. line there. Yeah. yeah. So you want something that has some protein. I mean, I think protein, healthy fat, um, carbohydrates. So some examples of that could be like a protein shake that has some good quality protein, mm-hmm. either powder or from like a well, Greek yogurt. Well,
0: that's, you know, we'll go into that. A good quality protein could be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It could be Greek yogurt. It could be either, you know, I feel like there's just so many different kinds of protein powders out there mm. right now. It can be Kind of hard to find a good quality product. Well, well but let's <laughs> just say, well,
0: what would identify as a good quality protein versus a, a uh, crap quality? Yeah. Protein. So I think
1: obviously we want to look for complete proteins. And mm-hmm. what I mean by complete proteins is proteins are all made up of amino acids and our bodies can make some amino acids, but there are nine amino acids that our bodies cannot make on their own. And amino acids make basically everything else in our bodies, Mm -hmm. like our hair, our skin, our nails, our muscles, our enzymes, some hormones. right into RNA and DNA. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So those nine amino acids become essential, meaning we need to get them from food. And complete proteins contain all of those amino acids that we need. So complete proteins are animal proteins like, you know, poultry, meat, fish, um, Mm -hmm. eggs. Whereas most of our plant-based proteins like beans and nuts and seeds, those are incomplete, meaning they don't have the full amino acid profile. So when I say a good quality protein, you want to make sure you're you're getting like kind of the full... Profile there, and then also what I mean is like clean protein. Okay. So yeah. like you know good quality meat versus like poor quality meat. <laughs> yeah. And
0: a protein supplement that <laughs> yes. doesn't have a lot of additives. Yeah. Added, added
1: sugars, beans. artificial you know flavors and Crazy preservatives stabilizers.
0: And yeah stabilizers. All like, that kind of a stuff. lot of stuff is mixed in just so that it blends well for and sure. It's like. Yeah. I just use a good blender, I guess. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are good products out there, but you just kind of have to know what to look for. One of the things I always say is like, look at the ingredients list. If you're seeing a bunch of like weird, funky chemical terms mm-hmm. that you're unfamiliar with, you know, your body might not be super familiar with them yeah. either. Yeah. Look for a clean ingredients list, words that you recognize. Look for a relatively short ingredients list. Yeah, Generally, the longer the list, the more heavily processed something is you know, there are some exceptions to that. But yeah, a good quality protein in the morning could either be like a Greek yogurt, you could make a smoothie that has some protein powder in it. Or if you wanted to not do the powder root, you could do like some peanut butter, Mm -hmm. flaxseed, just making those combinations so that you're making sure you're getting those. So that's the thing.
0: Yeah, you had mentioned earlier, a lot of the vegan sources are incomplete Mm -hmm. proteins, but you can combine them
1: and make the complete. complete. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like an example of that would be like hummus is a complete protein, because the chickpeas have certain amino acids, and then the sesame, like the tahini that's used mm-hmm. to make hummus, has another set of amino acids. So those yeah. combined make a complete protein. Same thing with like rice and beans. I
0: think, yeah, that's probably the most common one you see yes. out there, right? Yeah. and
1: then like legumes and certain grains. So like peanuts are mm-hmm. a legume, so like peanut butter and toast, whole grain toast.
0: Uh, here's a question that I have for you. Mm-hmm. So do these have to be eaten at the same time? To make that, or can I eat one? of these complementary plant proteins and then the other one a couple hours later and still get what my body needs
1: i think that it used to be thought that you had to eat them at the same time to get the yeah. benefit of it but i think that more recently there's been research that has come out that says that like you can eat them within the same day and they're all kind yeah. of going into the same pool that your okay. body can like pull from i think i'm not 100 certain i, on I that. think
0: i've heard that as well too but that some more recent studies yeah showing exactly. that you can do that yeah
1: um but that's the thing about nutrition. It's always evolving. That's um, about
0: all All this stuff is we're giving you our best sources of information
1: mm-hmm. that we can. Yeah,
0: It is evolving and changing. But if you are going with the, the best at this point, I mean, the resources have been so good in the mm-hmm. last oh, yes. five to seven years. We've talked about this so many times. The resources have gotten so good. You're going to do all right going by the
1: information mm-hmm. we're giving you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like the low glycemic eating pattern. I think you had asked me like a good way to start the day. I mean, there isn't uh, a bunch of different things but the the biggest thing i'll say is like don't start the day with something that's just a sugar bomb or like a carbohydrate bomb like you know something that doesn't have any protein or any you know real healthy fat like bagels are a ton of just you know non-fibrous carbohydrate so that's going to set you up for blood sugar roller coaster yeah start
0: start off the day with that protein to keep those spikes from Exactly. And And that'll get your
1: metabolism going for the day. And, you know, I think I hear a lot of times people tell me that like they're not hungry in the morning, but then you get more into their eating pattern and it's like, oh, well, I had this big meal right before I went to bed and I'm not hungry in the morning and then I don't eat until lunchtime and like you might not be hungry because your metabolism is slowed down to compensate for the eating pattern that you have yeah. going on can take some time to balance out but it's good to feel hungry in the morning yeah. <laughs> and um you know not everybody needs to eat right away in the morning but um it it really gets you going for the day and helps to kickstart that metabolism yeah
0: I think maybe give yourself like 30 minutes to shake the sleepy and then... uh, Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then the other piece I would say, and we get into this a little bit too in one of our later episodes about gut health, um, but getting a variety of different types of foods in your diet is really important for a number of different reasons. But one of them is that... Different foods have different nutrients, you know, even as simple yeah. as like different colored fruits and veggies have different nutrients. Orange veggies have different nutrients than Eat the rainbow. green veggies. Eat the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. But same thing with like the different types of proteins that you're doing mostly, and in regards to gut health, you'll want to get a variety in the different types of fibrous foods you're Mm -hmm. consuming. So different- Don't wait to hear that episode. Yeah. 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 Different fruits and veggies, different whole grains, different legumes, nuts Mm -hmm. and seeds. The more variety you have, the more beneficial it is for your body in general, and also like your microbiome, which again, listen to one of our later episodes on gut health to get more into that. So getting a variety of different types of whole foods, not variety of different types of, like, junk foods, (laughs) obviously. Um, What flavored Doritos are you eating today? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) not quite. So that's a big piece of it, too. I think eating in mostly a whole food-based way, so focusing on foods closer to their natural state than the heavily processed foods that are very available in the American food supply, the things like the Doritos and the Mm Cheez-Its and the... Um, you know, I don't, I don't even chicken biscuits. I don't, <laughs> I Yeah. Don't know, but yeah. those types of things like, sure, maybe if that's your favorite food, it's okay to do every once in a while. But if that's, what's making up the majority of your diet, then, you know.
0: It's... So I'll, I'm going to play the, uh, <laughs> only person here and say, uh, what do you mean by once in a while? How often can I eat crap? And yeah. how what do you, <laughs> do you have like forbidden foods? Do you have foods that you say, yes, yeah, save this for. Holiday occasions. Yeah. You have foods that you say, well, well, how much can I Mm -hmm. cheat throughout the day? Or do I have a cheat day or
1: Yeah. I think it really depends on like your individual mindset, but I'm very much of the mindset like that moderation is key. I would I'm very against like labeling foods as good and bad Mm -hmm. and like saying certain foods are forbidden because the human psychology, I mean, when something's off limits it makes us want it more sometimes. So especially when working with somebody That has a long history of this struggle of like, you know, I'm trying to eat healthier, but I mean, we can literally become addicted to these foods. Well, yeah.
0: And if you, I think if you start limiting, really, if you get, start getting too strict, Mm -hmm. then you're setting up guilt.
1: Yep. And then, yeah, that negative off of, yeah. Yeah,
0: they get that negative feedback loop and you're like, well, forget it. Yeah, exactly.
1: We can get into like an all or nothing type mindset where like, you know, if I have one French fry, screw it, like I might as well have (laughs) all of them because I've already ruined my diet. Right. And then that leads to, yeah, the negative self-talk and the negative loop that we can get into. But anyways, to to kind of like answer your question, I would say I generally recommend like an 80, 20 type rule where, or 90, 10, depending on where you're at in your health journey, um, where 80% of the time, 90% of the time you're eating, you know, in a healthy, balanced, mm-hmm. whole food way. And then, you know, 10 to 20% of the time you can allow for treats. That can be on a weekly basis. I encourage my clients to like have treats and like some of their favorite foods on a weekly basis so that they can learn how to have them in moderation and without guilt. So like mm-hmm. giving yourself permission to have these foods rather than suppressing it.
0: Yeah. We go into this in our willpower episode yeah. where we're going to talk about how uh, you should not use... Uh, Quote unquote bad food as a reward reward. for eating well.
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But maybe just allow yourself to say, okay, well, I'm going to. Yeah. And I think
1: when you plan for it and when you do like give yourself permission for it, you take away the guilt factor and you can still reach your goals and work towards your goals while having an ice cream once a week. Like that's, you know calorie wise like those are facts
0: yeah i'm going out with the family the kids yeah. or friends and yeah
1: exactly so, yeah. and you can literally like do the math on the 80 you know 20 or the 90 yeah. 10 like however many meals i have in a week you know 80 percent of those will be clean well-balanced meals and 20 yeah. percent of them will be more indulgent type meals i also yeah. always say you know there's a difference between like indulging and overindulging and
0: so even when you indulge set Portion controls. Yeah. Don't eat. Oh, well, like you should say, don't eat out of the bag of chips. Set yeah. aside portion. What control. you're gonna, what yeah. you're gonna do? Yeah. yeah,
1: for sure. But that's a great question. Another fundamental of yeah. diet is uh, limiting added sugars. I would say. Yeah. Added sugars are everywhere in our food supply. We're addicted to them. Yeah. As a culture, I would say. I mean, and that can go
0: evolutionarily. We, you know, sugars were a hard source, food yeah. source to get. Yeah. So That's when you had them available, you... Yeah, you, you over
1: you overdid it on them probably. It,
0: whereas now they're just so overabundant yeah. for
1: sure. Everywhere. And you have to know what to look for really to be able to limit it because mm-hmm. it's in a lot of foods that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And even some things that are marketed as like healthy. We were just talking before we started recording about mm-hmm. yogurt. Yeah, the yogurt aisle is insane if you've mm-hmm. if you've taken a walk down the dairy aisle lately. It's uh there's so many different Kinds of like, and yogurt is something that, you know, traditionally we have been told it's a healthy way to start Mm -hmm. your day or it's a healthy snack, which it definitely can be, but the things that have a bunch of candy that come with it like the yeah. flips or um something that comes with like a bunch of syrup or even like just some of the plain fruited yogurts I was just saying that yeah forgive me dad because I know that you'll probably <laughs> listen to this but I was looking out <laughs> at one of my dad's yogurts in the I fridge <laughs> yeah. and it um and it had like 18 grams of just added sugars not even there are already naturally occurring sugars in yogurts too so wow um Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's 18 grams is almost like four and a half teaspoons of of sugar.
0: So we're making healthy food choices. So that's a good point. How do we go about doing that? I mean, we're talking, are we, you know, you're saying eating more whole foods, but Mm -hmm. not everything's gonna be whole foods. So we're Mm -hmm. reading labels. And what are we looking at?
1: Yeah. So luckily, and thankfully, now they've changed the nutrition facts label. So it includes not only just sugars in general, but added sugars as well. Mm So the recommendations, for the American Heart Association's recommendations for like upper limits of sugar mm-hmm. per day is about nine teaspoons for men or like about 36 grams. And for women, six teaspoons or about like 24 grams. And that's like not a recommendation to get per day. It's like the upper limit of okay. what we should right. be consuming right. per day. <laughs> right. So just... This
0: isn't a, a number we're trying to hit. It's, right. it's limit. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So just... As a reference, sixteen ounces of like a Coca Cola has nine teaspoons of sugar.
0: Do you know why it has nine teaspoons? Why? Because that's the maximum <laughs> suspension amount. If they
1: oh yeah yeah oh, okay. they can't add more okay
0: without you finding you know chunks of. Sugar.
1: Oh, my! wow. That's, that's interesting. exactly why they have that. Money. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So if you have one 16 ounce Coke, you're pretty much either past or right at your upper limit per day. The like Duncan's refreshers, which again, these are marketed as like a healthy alternative to mm-hmm. like coffee. They have about like seven and a half teaspoons of sugar added sugar to them. And then one of the like cinnamon roll frappuccinos from Starbucks, a 16 ounce has 20 teaspoons of added sugar. Oof. yeah you hate to see it yeah
0: <laughs> and a lot of facts you know anytime they put you know the sugar and the yeah. fat now that's a horrible artery clogging combination yeah. right there.
1: and i mean of course it's tasty because sugar and fat are really really tasty oh, for yeah. us but like
0: any chef will tell you that yeah, yeah but
1: just think about like this is just one component of something that you're consuming throughout the day and if yeah. you know you have anything else throughout the day that It has added sugars in it. Like it's just piling up and piling up. And over to drink your calories. Yeah. And over time, like this amount of added sugar, it can become a lot for your pancreas to, you know, pump out all of this insulin to keep up with the amount of sugar that's in your bloodstream and over time that can lead to insulin resistance yeah. you know pre-diabetes diabetes yeah um so definitely something we want to keep an eye on and
0: uh, also on top of yogurt some things that bother me are people look at gatorade and go oh this is an athlete drink yeah it's like oh or even the branding of this kills me vitamin water i know and then it's, it's so much added sugar. sugar i know yeah. it's
1: really it's concerning but that's just classic like food manufacturing like marketing they just yeah. they they want you to think it's a healthy option and <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel like when i drink gatorade i can feel the stickiness of oh. like, my skin i'm maybe that's just made up in my mind but Yeah. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe truly I'm becoming sticky with sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. And then some other like hidden added sugars, like even condiments, things like that, but definitely be aware of your beverages. Like sugary sweetened beverages are huge and they're like addicting. And sugar is something that you can kind of slowly like, you know, desensitize yourself to almost like yeah. It's you know we get to a point where we need more and more of it to feel satisfied. You can reverse that though. So mm. you know if you feel like you're addicted to sugar, it's
0: like the hedonic treadmill of money. also applies to sugar. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: You can like slowly kind of wean yourself off of it. So, uh, or you could rip off the bandaid and just like rapidly. <laughs> yeah. switch yeah, to all water. Personality type, yeah, right? It does. Yeah, but yeah. So those are. Some of the fundamentals. And then um, the other thing I just wanted to mention was the plate method. Oh, so, yeah. I love this. Yeah. The plate method is like, I like this for portion control. I like this for dining out or going to holidays. Mm, which or by the
0: way, we have an episode on yes, dining out. Yes, we do. Yeah.
1: So the plate method is basically like looking at, of course, your plate of food, fill half of your plate with your non-starchy vegetables. So those Mm -hmm. would be, you know, broccoli, zucchini, cucumbers, tomatoes, green beans, asparagus, Brussels Mm. sprouts, (laughs) (laughs) basically like your starchy vegetables would be like your potatoes, sweet potatoes, corn, Mm -hmm. peas, those types of things, winter squash. So fill half of your plate with your non-starchy vegetables, fill a quarter of your plate with your protein. So that could be chicken um you know seafood whatever that might be for you tofu Mm -hmm. and then the other quarter of your plate is filled with your starch or your fibrous carbohydrates so basically like this is great for portion control because if you think about like a standard american plate like if you go out to dinner by the way let's just point out (laughs)
0: standard american diet yes sad stands for sad sad diet exactly
1: (laughs) if you like go out to to a restaurant, I think the plate method is kind of like flipped where like oh. half of your plate might be filled with like your protein or your starch. And then maybe you get like a small amount of veggies with mm-hmm. it, but we're kind of swapping the ratios with the plate method. And that kind of helps us to like keep calories in check and like just, you know, our macronutrients too. Like your non starchy vegetables are full of fiber. They have water in them. They're lower calories. So you're filling up on, those, you know, lower calorie and then you're doing a more appropriate amount of like the protein and, and yep. the carbohydrate, which do have a place on your plate, but they shouldn't be making up like okay. the whole plate.
0: And this is something we should be considering for every meal then, right?
1: I would say, yeah.
0: And are you, okay, so do you recommend just getting those three meals in and then... Where do you sit on like that? So three meals and snacks or? Yeah,
1: I definitely think. And again, like this varies depending on like someone's activity level and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I I would recommend probably like smaller portions more frequently throughout the day. So that might look like three moderate sized meals and a Mm -hmm. couple of snacks throughout the day.
0: And snacks look like?
1: Snacks could be. You know, it needs to be something that's balanced. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like apple and peanut butter or Greek yogurt is a great example of a balanced snack because it has carbohydrates and it has protein in it. So that in and of itself is balanced. Same thing with like nuts and seeds. Those Mm -hmm. have protein, fat and carbohydrates. So really well balanced snack there. Cheese is like a great pairing snack because there's some protein and fat in cheese. So like pairing that with a carbohydrate, whether that's like grain crackers or, again, some fruit or something like that. But just always thinking about making making sure you have some protein yeah. and making sure you have, like, your healthy carbohydrate. That's going to drive the and low glycemic. Yes. Yeah. And now,
0: okay, so you know me well enough that I'm going to ask the question of timing. Like, what is there a window of time you like mm-hmm. to eat or stop eating before going to bed?
1: Yeah. Like, you know, the whole intermittent <laughs> yeah. fasting. Yes. And, yeah. So, yeah, I think... Obviously, like, with intermittent fasting, it really depends on the individual and, like, what your goals are. And, you know, I think that there's some foundations of nutrition that need to be kind of mastered before just starting intermittent fasting for, like, if if the goal is weight loss.
0: Well, let's say, well, what do we mean by intermittent fasting, too? Because there's I know there's different ways you yes. can label that. So
1: intermittent fasting, I think, can be done in multiple different ways, right? But there's, like, I think, isn't the standard window like eight hours on, 16 off kind of thing where like you have an eight hour window of eating.
0: So, I mean, I've been off and on in this for, geez, since my mid Mm thirties. So (laughs) FYI, that's over 15 years. Um, (laughs) There there was a study on uh, breast cancer Mm -hmm. where the recurrence rate went Mm -hmm. down significantly if people ate within an 11 hour window versus Mm -hmm. a 13 hour window. Now they only were using two hour, Changes, Mm -hmm. but they did find that, like in a nine-hour window, the recurrence rate was even less. But the biggest jump was from that, you know, am I eating within a thirteen-hour window and only fasting for eleven hours, Mm -hmm. versus eating in an eleven-hour window and fasting for Mm thirteen? That was a huge jump in recurrence rate, Mm -hmm. and uh, and and the you know the benefit being towards the smaller window of eating Mm -hmm. and the bigger fast. Yeah, that was one that got the biggest doubters I knew to go. All right, I'm going to switch. But I know you're saying, you know, maybe we can think about that after we get our diet (laughs) in control.
1: Because if you don't address like these fundamentals before starting, and I think part of my thought pattern here is that like most of the people and clients that have approached me about intermittent fasting, it's Mm meant for weight loss.
0: Yeah, and you know, you well, you know I'm coming at a totally different angle. exactly.
1: And I think, so most of the research that I've done has been from the weight loss angle. Yeah. So I have many thoughts, I guess, on intermittent fasting. And I think it can be done in a healthy way, but it really depends on what you're doing it for. And I think it depends on your mindset, your personality type, because it can promote an unhealthy relationship with food if it's, you know, done inappropriately inappropriately i just think the the studies that i've seen like have shown at least for weight loss that it's not necessarily any better than just you know caloric restriction and and having a caloric deficit well that being said i obviously i don't think it's a good idea to be eating any like heavy meals or anything right before going to bed
0: which is going to greatly affect your sleep quality and your we'll get into our recovery yeah Episode here, yeah, it will affect your recovery.
1: Yeah, so I think that, um, yeah, exactly. Just for like hormone production, you know, quality sleep. Like, if you eat a massive meal right before bed, your body is going to be busy digesting. Oh and yeah, the mitochondria are going to
0: go. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to be reproducing. What you're? I'm getting mixed signals here. Right, yeah. exactly.
1: So it's not great to eat something heavy and then like immediately <laughs> lay down and go to bed. Hmm. Um, I would say, I get this question all the time, right? Like. When yeah. should I stop eating at night? But it really yeah. depends on like your work schedule, what time you go to bed, what time yeah. you wake up in the morning, like all of those kinds of things. So I would say probably within a couple of hours before going to bed is okay. when you, when I would recommend like yeah. not having something. But yeah, again, it, it depends it on depends. <laughs> the yeah. lifestyle. and It is an answer
0: you're going to get. And that's why you will want to actually, if you want to, you can get a hold of Emily for mm-hmm. actual yeah. consultation.
1: Reach out for a consultation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So here we'll go into hydration Mm. and alcohol.
1: Yes. Yep. That's definitely, I I can't believe I didn't even have hydration on my list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, your body needs water for everything that it does. We are like 70% water yeah. <laughs> we need water to absorb a lot of our nutrients you know staying hydrated is is super super important so the general recommendation is about half of your body weight in ounces of water per day so if you weigh, 140 pounds, that's about 70 ounces of water a day.
0: But yeah, it's going to depend on your activity That being level, said, yes. Environment. It
1: depends on, yeah. yeah, the climate. It depends on your activity level. I would go more by just like what your urine looks like. You want it to be mm. like a pale yellow, clear, you know, yellow type color. You don't want it to be looking like apple juice. You know, yeah. once it starts getting dark like that, you're you're pretty dehydrated.
0: So we just had a big heat wave here. Ugh, and yeah. my issue was I realized I had gone like six hours without even having to urinate. Yeah. Which is an issue. That yes. means, I mean, you should be having to urinate like every couple of hours if yeah. you're hydrating enough.
1: Definitely. That's, yeah, so, red, black.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard physical therapists say when they're talking about aches and pains, they say, don't even start talking to me until you're hydrated enough mm-hmm. because that's going to greatly affect yeah, your recovery. Absolutely. You Cushions feel. your
1: joints yeah. and, yeah. I mean, That's going
0: to affect your thinking quality.
1: Oh, yeah, your brain is um, tons of water. And, like, if you're dehydrated... If you're dehydrated, you might feel like lethargic. You might feel like headachey, and then like it can actually become very dangerous mm. to become dehydrated. It's actually,
0: it's so <laughs> my first thing when people tell me they have a headache. So yeah, I always ask them. Me too. I'm How always hydrated like, I enough are you? <laughs> yeah. water. Yeah. Um,
1: Another sign, like one of the first signs of dehydration, is chapped lips. Mm. Obviously, there are other causes of chapped lips, like skiing. if it's, it's <laughs> wintertime yeah. and the air is very dry, of course. Like, yeah. but if your lips are chapped in like the m- middle of summer <laughs> and like you don't live in a dry climate, you might be dehydrated.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're you're beyond. <laughs> yeah, you're you're in a, quite the deficit at that mm-hmm. point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So definitely, and then there is overhydration too. Which is, is a lot less common. A lot less common, <laughs> and it's
0: usually because you're drinking too like distilled water, yeah, and you're not getting your your uh, electrolytes in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it has to do with that electrolyte balance. So, yeah, you you don't want your urine to be like completely clear. Like it should have a little hint of yellow. Yeah, well, especially <laughs> if you're having a multivitamin
0: or specifically yeah. B vitamins, because the yeah. B vitamins will. Add some color. Add some brightness. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. But yeah, everybody's body is a little bit different, but a good rule of thumb to shoot for is about half your body weight in ounces. Unless you're an extremely active person and you know. So start with that as a base and then Yeah. Build up from there. Yeah. 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 And then what else?
0: Alcohol. Oh, alcohol, yes. I know a lot of people ask about about
1: um Yeah, alcohol. So again, I'm I'm of the moderation mindset. Mm -hmm. Your body views alcohol as what it is, a toxin. So, you know, it prioritizes getting rid of it it doesn't really have a place to store alcohol like it's also a
0: lot of calories and and there
1: can be a lot of calories depending on what you're drinking obviously like if you're drinking a pina colada like these Mm -hmm. really really sugary beverages obviously calories can really add up there and like they're empty calories meaning they don't have a lot of nutritional value to them doesn't um
0: just the alcohol itself have a calorie
1: yes alcohol is like seven calories per gram versus like Protein, carbohydrates have four calories per gram, and then fat has nine calories per All gram. Right.
0: Think about that. You're yeah. getting closer to fat. Than <laughs>
1: yeah. Um,
0: carbs and protein. But it yeah. can,
1: like, overconsumption of alcohol can have a negative impact on your body's metabolism of your other macronutrients. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind. But, like, Just like with anything else, I don't think you need to cut it out completely to be living a healthy lifestyle. I think moderation is key, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Uh, I I will say like the upper limit recommendations for alcohol are no more than two drinks per day for men, no more than one drink per day for women. And it doesn't mean that you can, yeah, and it doesn't mean you can like bank all of those and have just seven (laughs) drinks on like one night. Um, Yeah, that would be considered binge drinking (laughs) the definition of binge drinking well and
0: in all of this i'm just reminded of one of my favorite cartoons from a kid where it's one person talking to another and one Mm. man says you know if you eat nothing but wheatgrass you'll live to be 140 yeah (laughs) and the response from the other guy is well if all i can eat wheatgrass i don't want to live to be 140." yeah yeah (laughs) exactly we're all gonna die yeah none of these tips are gonna have you living forever but we're looking for health span
1: and quality of life
0: quality of life yeah
1: Mm. yeah Definitely. I think there's a place for it. Watch the types, I will say. There's yeah. even benefits to certain, like having a glass of red wine a day or yeah. every other day or a couple times a week can be beneficial because there's a lot of antioxidants in the red wine. Yeah. Again, everyone's different.
0: Everyone is different. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, of course, we don't want to be over consuming it because extra calories and a lot of extra stress on the liver.
0: And we'll get into I mean, it affects your Willpower, too. willpower. <laughs> yeah, yep. and you may eat crappy once yeah. you. Get yeah, yeah, it gets
1: really easy to overconsume pizza and French fries when you're when you've had yeah. a few. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think those are kind of my basic fundamentals. Obviously, everyone's different. There's a lot of like kind of nuances, and everybody's individual needs vary greatly. But. Yeah, if you have any any specific questions, you can always reach out to me. And, <laughs> and how how would set one get a, a hold of you? Yeah, so you can reach me either by email at Kerouac. that's e k i r o u a c at e h s c dot com. You can learn more about our programs and services at e h s c dot com slash wellness. That's me. And then yeah, <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. How, what about you, Troy?
0: Um, I like sending everybody just to my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foundation Personal Training, mm-hmm. and you can get my email there, which is Edwards as my last name, E D W A R D S N H, is New Hampshire. So Edwards at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. But again, that's right on my website, and all these will be in the show notes too. So if you're if you're don't why well, if you're driving, yeah. do <laughs> not try writing this while you're driving. Just check the show notes when you when you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna have all of these are gonna have all these episodes are gonna have. Articles mm-hmm. on that website, on Foundation Personal Training. So check that out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll put some other links that we, we mentioned here and maybe some surprise links. Yeah. Because we're clever. Resources. You know, yeah. yeah you never
1: know. We're full of surprises. We're wacky
0: like that. <laughs> but uh, this this show is going to cover, uh, well, the next one's going to be uh, foundations of, you know, like uh, lifting. Exercise. And exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not just lifting, but lifting and cardio mm-hmm. and some other stuff. Uh, we're going to cover recovery. Mm-hmm. Which is gonna then branch off from there because we're gonna have special episodes on <laughs> sleep,
1: mm-hmm.
0: willpower. Which I think we've agreed is our most important episode. episode. Yes. Yeah, our habits and willpower. Yes, because habits. If, if you're not able to set these habits,
1: yeah, you, know about you it. can you can learn everything about nutrition and exercise. But if you don't address some of those pesky bad how habits, mean,
0: yeah, how are you gonna approach implementing that as a, as a lifestyle? Mm-hmm. What else have we got out there we've got we've got a few other episodes like you're dining health. out God health oh God health oh that's one of my favorites
1: <laughs> yeah and then yes dining out we'll talk about like meal delivery kits <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we'll even things.
0: have a miscellaneous episode at the end where things that don't necessarily like I, I would love to get a little bit into like uh tech in health
1: oh yes yes you know like
0: trackers and the future of where we see some of this going
1: Yep, and then mental health and stress reduction
0: oh yeah that's a big one that's a big one right there too Mm -hmm. definitely part of a big part of our recovery
1: yes definitely all right
0: well thank you very much for listening to episode one
1: of foundations of health
0: when i'm troy and i'm emily so that's it for episode one thanks for listening to our pilot episode of foundations of health (laughs) until next time stay healthy